Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of Military Child and Life. Today, I'm super excited to be here with Olivia, who is a military spouse. So welcome, Olivia. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. Yay, absolutely. So tell me what it's like being a military spouse. Being a military spouse is full of adventure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think kind of keeps you on your toes. Um, I am an active duty uh, Navy spouse. So my husband's job has literally moved us across the country uh, more than once. Um, And so we're always keeping me on my toes, um, always ready to go always ready for the next adventure. Yeah, you're always on the move, especially going back and forth from coast to coast. It's a lot. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those moves are tough. I could not imagine we did like Texas to Florida and Ohio to Texas. And, you know, that's a lot in itself. I mean, moving in general is a lot, but moving cross country is so much. It is. It really is. Um, we, the first one we did, we did not have kids. It was just our dog. Um, and he was a trooper. Uh, so (laughs) it felt, it, it felt easier because it was just the two of us. Um, and now with our two kids plus the dog, um, it was, it was a lot this last time. (laughs) Yeah. You've got so much, you know, you've got other lives to worry about, Uh, not just, it's easier when it's just the two of you and, you know, a dog is still pretty easy to manage too, but then you add kids to it. It's a whole different ball game. Yeah, for sure. Um, we had such short notice with this last move. Um, my husband was selected, um, to be an executive aide for the Admiral out here. Um, and it's kind of a unique position and it was one that like, when the opportunity is presented, you kind of can't say no. Right. <laughs> um, and the Admiral was also living in Virginia with us, uh, not with us, with us, but like in the same right. area. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I met him at his change of command ceremony and he was like, yeah, so do you want to move to San Diego? And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. Yes, we do. Yes, sir. We do. Um, and so, yeah, so we had four weeks to, um, get our crew ready to go, which in our previous moves, you know, you get months notice, you know, and you're kind of like, okay, I've got my checklist. I'm doing my things like all this. So four weeks was very abrupt, um, for our little family. And thank goodness my husband's parents are wonderful and, um, were so, so helpful and watched the kids, um, while we drove the cars out to San Diego. And then I flew back and got the kids and then flew back to San Diego (laughs) Um, because my husband's check-in date um, was coming up pretty quick. And with his job right now, it requires a lot of travel. Um, And so we, we knew that going into it, but it was very much like, let's go get the kids, spend as much time as we can with them. And then you know, dad's going to get on an airplane and we're not going to see him for like six weeks. So yeah, 
that was, it was a lot last summer. (laughs) Uh, This summer has been very nice um, not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's a good change of pace for once. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Four weeks is very, very short notice. I mean, it's not uncommon. It happens, but it's, it's hard to literally in a month pack up your entire life Mm -hmm. and move to literally the other side of the country. (laughs) And thankfully we, I think there were two hard things, um, just leaving my job at our church. Um, my kids were in preschool at the preschool that we loved and we were in Virginia longer than we anticipated because of COVID. Um, you know, we just kind of made the decision, well, it's, you know, do we want a PCS during COVID? (laughs) Right. We have an Nobody option. wants to. <laughs> no. And it's like, if they're giving us an option to stay, like, let's just stay. Yeah. Um, so we really built a community there. Um, and so that was really hard um, to leave. Uh, it was, we were all pretty bummed about that. Um, but thankfully, it wasn't our first time moving to California. So we were like, all right, we know the drill. Like, <laughs> we know what to expect. We know what neighborhood we should look in, you know, just that kind of familiarity I was grateful for, um, which I feel like people, and of course, civilians are like, what are you talking about? You know, like how are you, you're moving across the country in four weeks. Like people don't do that. And I was like, no. So in the military, (laughs) it's pretty, it's not pretty normal, but it it does. You're right. It happens all the time. Like more often, I think than we probably think it does. Yeah, when, you know, a civilian family thinks about moving, it's not necessarily, all right, well, let's pick up and go. We've got, you know, maybe a couple months. It's mm-hmm. planning it out for a year or so and saying, all right, well, let's let's get all of our stuff together. Let's go travel, find a house, purchase a house first, put ours on the market. Like, we don't have mm-hmm. that um, kind of experience where it's like, all right, well, let's take our time. We're going to. No, it's yeah. here it is. We're we're doing this right now. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes it changes midway. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, that is that's for sure. Um yeah. we did that's something too that yeah, the those like halfway, like, oh hey, I know we said this place, but actually it's gonna be this. <laughs> it's in the same state. It's in the same state. Don't worry. You know, yeah. and you're like Okay. Okay. <laughs> but we were looking at a house over here and now we have to look. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. is. And they, and the military is just like, yeah, be flexible. <laughs> That's like the name of the game. Cause if you're not flexible, okay. then you're not going to make it's it so in this hard. lifestyle. Exactly. And that's something that I think in the very beginning, so my husband and I have been married for seven years. Um, so we've been together for nine and it's, was in the beginning, something that was definitely an adjustment of just like, what do you mean we're moving from North Carolina to California? Like, I really like it here. (laughs) Um, It's like, yeah, but they really need me to do this job out in California. And I want to go to California. Like, let's go. It'd be so fun. And this is before a dog, before Kit, you know, everything. And, um, and it was there, that excitement of it, but when it came down to moving back to Virginia or moving across the country, uh, the last minute, Oh, Hey, I know I didn't, uh, I know I told you we were going to move to Virginia, but 
we don't actually have the physical papers yet. So I know we're supposed to go there, but like, don't quit your job yet. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I don't like, know I when told, we're going. I already told my boss, like, we're we're moving. And he's like, yeah, but like, uh, maybe not yet. And it's like, oh my gosh. So definitely learned a lot of lessons in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. That have helped me like embrace the the chaos of it. Right. Because until orders are printed and signed off, you really have no clue what's going to happen because it could be, you know, six months before anything is even happening, or it could be even longer than that, or it could be tomorrow that it happens. So until you have that, there is no clear direction on what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just kind of like trusting, I think for us, faith is huge in our home. Um, and part of my platform on social media is just like trusting and knowing that God has already knows what's going to happen. And we just have to lean into that and just say, okay, he's got us. He's going to, even though we don't know yet, we think we know, but we don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to help. He's going to help us find a house. He's going to help us find a church home. He's going to, he's going to get us through this. Um, that that was a big, um, I guess, support um, that we really leaned into last summer um, of having that. Hey, you know, I know you really liked living here for the last five years, but <laughs> here we go back to California, um, and just trusting and knowing that that God's got us the whole time. Right, because you you know don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know. I mean, for all we know, you could be moving again. You know, right? Um, and so having some sort of, you know, for a lot of military families, it's faith and religion. But for others, it's there's some sort of other, you know, <laughs> platform mm -hmm. yeah. of, of belief that they have. And so by finding what kind of calms your your anxiety and your nerves throughout this lifestyle is so important to have because yeah. we have no control over what the military says and what the military does what they want to happen is what's going to happen and so exactly we kind of have to go with the flow through the lifestyle and if you you know are worried about what's happening next then you're going to miss out on you know what's happening now Exactly. That's a wonderful point. I think that I, I failed at that in the beginning. I was yeah. so feeling so anxious about, okay, where are we going next? What are we doing next? Um, and it hit, you miss out, you can miss out on the opportunity of what's happening right in front of you. Um, yeah. because it is so fun to live in San Diego. Um, yeah. especially now as a parent, um, and just like the different, you know, we lived here seven years ago, eight years ago, we were, you know, still young or we're young, but like still young. And, um, yeah. you know, what's the best restaurant? What's the best place for dessert? You know, whatever it was. And now it's like, I can tell you where the best playgrounds are and like right. what time, you know, when's the best time to go to SeaWorld and then what day is the best to go to the zoo, you know, just stuff like that. And it's kind of that once in a lifetime, even though we've been here twice, but the yeah. once in a lifetime, like, let's just embrace we're here. Let's try go new places, learn new things. Like, because it is, you never know. We're going to get a call and they're going to be like, Hey, we actually need you wherever it may be. So yeah. just kind of enjoying that moment as it happens. Yeah. And it's fun to kind of see it from the, you know, 
not mom perspective and then the mom perspective of, you know, like you mentioned, favorite restaurants. And, you know, it's cool to go back to somewhere because the restaurants are more than likely still there. And so you've already been able to discover that. But then, you know, taking your kids to the zoo and to SeaWorld and those are Mm -hmm. fun memories that they will look back on for, you know, adult and older life that they'll love. Yeah. I hope so. (laughs) I think from a mom's perspective, you know, looking or even now my son will be five in December. um, And just thinking of the places that he's been and the things that he's seen. And it's like, God, that's really cool. And he's only five. And he's only going to be five. Um, And there's still more time in my husband's career. So um, yeah, just kind of having that mentality is, it's cool. Yeah. And you mentioned finding community. It's so important to really embrace that community wherever you are. And both, I think it's so important to find it on base and within that military community. But then it's even fun to embrace it off base within the civilian community that's there. Um, Because, I mean, you've lived on both coasts. Like, you know how different it is in the East versus in the West. Oh, gosh, yeah finding that experience in that culture um, within just the United States is so fun to do as well. And then even, you know, you said trying out different churches and finding, you know, the restaurants and talking to, I guess you could say like the people who grew up there. Um, Yeah. That's so fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. We have actually, um, we're living off base right now. Um, And we did, too, when we were here last time, because my, the San Diego area's base housing wait list is very, very long. Yeah. <laughs> um, very, very long. Um, we actually just got a call. So we've been here for, I guess, almost a year and a half now. And we got a call last month that told us that our, uh, if we wanted a house on base, it was available. Wow. And my husband was like, thank you so much. We already are in a lease in so you know, like right. You just we had to do what we had to do. But um, but what's really cool is then the neighborhood that we live in in San Diego is right next to base housing. Um, and the, the base elementary school. And so I think that my kids have a great um what's the like not view, but they're able to see civilian life and military life combined, um, which I really like. It's what we had um, in Virginia as well. Um, The base housing, again, the wait list was forever long. Um, And we actually ended up, because we stayed so long there, we ended up buying a house. Um, But the neighborhood was full of military families. So right during, let's see, during COVID, um, my husband was he went up to New York on the comfort and there were three other husbands on our street that were also going. So it was one of those, like you're, you're not on base, but you feel like you're on base because literally every single one of our neighbors was a military family, um, which I just loved, you know, everybody's playing in the streets, the sidewalk chalk, hanging out, you know Um, it was just, super, super nice, um, to have that community. And, and then when, um, the Afghan refugees came to, um, Virginia, my husband was called up to go up to Quantico and there were five other spouses, different spouses then 
during COVID um, that were called to do different things. Um, some people were on ships, some people were doing, you know, whatever deployments. Um, and so we would all, all five of us, you know, we're on a text group, we're on, um, uh, you know, standing out in the driveway. Hey, how's it going? You know, does anybody want dinner tonight? I made extra, you know, kind of thing. Right. And it's, it's that, it's that community that helped me so much grow, I think as a, a military wife and just knowing I'm not in it alone. Like there's five other moms that are also solo parenting, you know, like they're all, we're also, we're all in it together. Um, you know, this can be really hard. It can be really lonely, but I know that I'm not alone because I can see you in your driveway. Right. (laughs) Um, but, and also sharing, um, the, the community that we build around like our children, um, and then, you know, going to the same schools together and just being intentional and spending our time while we're there with other people and experiencing other things. It's super, super nice and super important, I think. Yeah, because if you don't have that military family support on it, then it's going to be so hard because that's when you really get that isolating feeling and you're alone Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, not common. I've seen it before, so I know it happens. But in the civilian world, to have that community of a neighborhood where it's like, oh, like, you know, like you said, I made extras. Does anybody need dinner? Or I'm going grocery mm-hmm. shopping. Like, does anybody need anything? So mm-hmm. having just that even little thing um, is game changing because you never know what your neighbors are going through until mm-hmm. you ask and you um, begin to form that relationship with them, which in the military community, it happens pretty instantly because we're so used to people coming in and out. We're so used to seeing that moving truck. Um, Mm -hmm. and while it's sad because your neighbors are leaving, you know, it's fun because you get to meet new people and, you Mm -hmm. know, you go through different experiences together. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think that's something my son is starting to pick up on too. When he sees the moving truck, he's like, new friends. <laughs> yes. New friends. That's right. New friends. Um, because it is, it is sad to see, cause you know, that family's leaving. Right. Um, but, but also it is, you have a new family coming in and you know that the family leaving is going on their next adventure and maybe you're, you'll cross cross paths again. Um, and maybe not, just depending on where the military takes you. But um, yeah, my son <laughs> associating the truck with the new friends has been my new favorite thing. Been, yeah, <laughs> people. yeah. Um, and having that, like you were saying, just that instant, like, <laughs> I will just go across the street and introduce myself to our neighbors. Just like, hi, hi. hello. And I feel like in California, some people, I think it's like a very Southern thing, you know, to be like, hey, y'all, how's it going? You know, and they were like, Oh hi! You know, kind of <laughs> taken aback, and I was like, "Do you guys have kids? You guys have kids too?" I think I saw a car seat. Like, how's it going? We're from <laughs> and they're just like, "Oh wow!" And I'm like, "Yeah, do you guys want to come over and watch football?" And they're like, "Right, okay, okay, sure." <laughs> you know, because in the military community, you do like you're there. You got to get to know people. Like, you know, you're only there for a short amount of time, and I don't know. And so, yeah. and you never know who's going to end up being your best friend. You know. Oh, for real. Like I have met even through this podcast, like growing the military community that way. I've met so many incredible people that, you know, I've been fortunate to be able to call them a friend now. And Mm -hmm. 
that's just the way the military is. Like you have to put yourself out there to get anything in return. Because mm-hmm. if you show up to a new base and you go and sit in the corner, you know, during every single event and, you know, yeah. at the playground and you take your kids or whatever, you will instantly feel isolated. And there are people who go out of their way to, you know, greet you and stuff because they know they've been in that position before and they don't want to see people in that position because it's hard. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you try to isolate yourself, you will feel more isolated rather than, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, being an extrovert and trying Mm -hmm. to make friends yourself. Yeah, I think um, I think I heard it somewhere recently, but it's like just take the 45 seconds of like awkward to have the 10 minute meaningful conversation of just like just feel, you know, it is awkward. You're literally walking up to a stranger, like, hi, hello. You know, and some <laughs> people can be like, whoa, like that's a lot, you know, yeah. it's, it's eight o'clock in the morning. You know, and you're like, <laughs> Let's go. Um, but just taking, I think it's worth it to have that, that 45 seconds of awkward to have that, to end up with that meaningful conversation that could turn into a great friendship or a play date for your, a regular play date for your kids or whatever it is. Like I I do, I think it's, it's absolutely worth it. I don't think I learned that until, I don't, I guess it must've been during COVID, you know, where we, at that point, everybody's still like, do we go outside? You know, how's everything? Everyone feels isolated anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like people kind of coming out of their homes, like, hello. Um, but yeah, just getting to know people and it's totally worth it because that, that community of, Hey, I made extra dinner or, Hey, do you need anything at my grocery store? It just makes such a difference when you're there. And I think it makes a difference in the long run for your kids, you know, to know that there's other adults that do care about you and your family. And they do know how important dad's job is like, just that kind of, I don't know. I just think it's really important. Yeah. And, you know, at that point you have, you're making these connections with your kids as well. So your kids know that, you know, this person is trusted and, you know, if you ever need a babysitter, you have people who you can turn to. My parents, Mm -hmm. we met people in like two, three weeks. They had to go out of town um, to go to DC. Both of them did. And my mom was like, I know I've only known you for like two, three weeks, but can you watch my kids for the weekend? You know, because mm-hmm. that's the kind of connection you form within mm-hmm. the military community and these trusted people that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, form these communi- uh, connections with a, sil- a civilian. You know, it's harder right. to, to form that trust rather than, you know, we step into a community full of military families and it's like, oh, you know, I trust you already because it's that emergency contact thing. Like, can I write you as my emergency contact? Yes. (laughs) And people, and and you just get it. You're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. You know, do I need to bring extra clothes? If I have to pick up your kid, what size do they wear? Like it just, you know, those things, it's, there's no hesitation or there, for me, there isn't anymore. It's like, yeah, of course I'll watch your kid. Duh. Like yeah. my sweet, sweet neighbor, she had her babysitter fell through and she's like, I have to go to the dentist. Can you watch the girls? Yes, absolutely. I will always watch her children. She was like, yeah, really? It's like, yes, really. <laughs> you don't even have to ask. Just, just show up. <laughs> yeah. 
like we will feed your baby. Like, yeah. And it's, I, I do think that that is um, lost in the civilian community um, for sure. Yeah. And so it yeah. makes us unique, I guess. <laughs> it is. And I think, you know, that just that community like feeling is gone within everywhere else. And it's so sad to see it because mm-hmm. you know, we obviously know how important it is and how, you know, good of a feeling it is, but then you have the outside world kind of looking in like two separate worlds, you know, military mm-hmm. and civilian. And yeah. it's hard to understand each world until you actually live it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, especially working. So I worked full time before COVID. Um, and then our daughter, our second baby was born during COVID. Um, and we made the decision for me to stay home for at least one year before I started back working. And I worked, um, in elementary school, but not one that was close to a base or anything like that. And it was, um, my husband was out at sea pretty regularly. Um, and then he had another, and then his other job took him to other places and people were just fascinated. They're like, <laughs> how do you do this? What do you right? mean? He's just gone. Like, and she's, and like one of my coworkers was like, you didn't hear from him for 10 days. And I was like, well, he was out at sea. They had to, you know, they had to cut comms. They had to do this, blah, 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 blah. They're doing exercise. And she's like, and you were okay with that? I was like, well, I wouldn't say okay, but like, I knew that that. Yeah. Just, like I wouldn't choose happen. for this to happen, right. but you know, it has like, to I, happen. I want to hear from it. Yeah. It's just, and now, you know, explaining that to our kids is like, daddy's job is really important and it's going to be sad sometimes when we can't talk to him when we want to, but you know, that's what I think makes my kids and myself appreciate when he is home um, just going in and out of the office and we can just, you know, quick FaceTime whenever we want, but it, it is, it is a totally different world for the civilians to like, look into our world. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I can't believe you do that. I don't know how you do that. You know, like, Me neither, man, but we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. You, you have no other option, but to do it. And because obviously you don't want to leave your spouse and, you know, you have kids and they're going to have to do it no matter what. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there are ways to get out of it if you're in desperate, like I'm done. But what's the point in that, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and so the last thing I want to ask you is what piece sure. of advice would you give to another military spouse? Oh, man. Um I'm sure there's so much you could say, like an entire book. (laughs) There really is. Um, Well, I think honestly being, I think being flexible, just kind of like, that's just like a given. Like you just got to do it. You got to be flexible. I would say be patient. Um, Being patient with your, your spouse's responsibilities. Um, Oh man, there's so much I could say. Be, pa- <laughs> be patient. Give yourself grace. Give your spouse grace. Um, just grace on grace on grace. Um, but be be patient. Yeah. Um, be patient and know that God's got you. Lean on Him. Um, but yeah, just be patient with your husband's job. Be patient with yourself. Um, you're learning a new city if you're just arriving um, or you're just moving, you know, you're about to move or whatever. Just be patient with all of it, I think. 
be my best advice right now. <laughs> It'll change. <laughs> yeah, I'm yes. sure. And you mentioned your social media platform. So where can listeners connect with you? Oh, yeah. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I just updated my handle. So I am oliviaward.co on Instagram. And I am Olivia Military Mom on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much, Olivia, for giving us a glimpse into your life and being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was great. Thank you for listening to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, Go AMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at Gracie. That's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl dot org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.